Don't don't give me that face, man. Don't. What face? <laughs> don't. You give me this dead eye stare, damn it. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I know, but I'm like I'm I'm like okay, I'm clicking record, and then I'm like looking at you, and you're like dead face pan on me. Don't don't give me that face, man. Don't. What face? <laughs> don't. You give me this dead eye stare, damn it. I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm clicking record, and then I'm like, I'm looking at you, and you're like, dead face pan on me, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> look, that's just my resting face. <laughs> what do you want me to look like? <laughs> um, Brandon, I heard that uh, you're pretty industry. Pretty? Can you can you get Post Malone to to do uh, intro? Post Malone? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me get right on it. Yeah. Let me call him up. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) welcome to a new episode of Cashews and Critics. Yes, hello again. Back at it again for the, I don't know, 14th time. I don't know what we're on now. (laughs) I'm not keeping track anymore. Um, How's your day? I mean, it's okay. I woke up. I did pretty much nothing and i came here wow we're fucking engaging over here oh yeah i watched the movie first. <laughs> okay <laughs> that 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 works <laughs> anyways uh so because we were talking about uh well when this episode comes out we already what posted or came um we were talking about animated like products and then the first thing i was thinking about i'm pretty sure i mentioned in the review too about yes, spider-verse oh i thought you were gonna say frozen is not the movie we were doing oh yeah 100 percent. we were doing frozen yeah i can't let it go i'm sorry no <laughs> love is an open door oh that's not even that good a song whoa 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 take that back right now no. No, no. Right, you can say this when we're not on air. You're on air right now. Look, I don't care what like ten year olds gonna come beat me up <laughs> in their like Elsa costume. Okay, fine. Uh, first time in forever, then. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Obviously, it's like let it go, and then you want to build a snowman, and then the the worst song is the. The the gnome, the gnome the gnome song. Yeah. I don't remember how it goes. I don't even think they're gnomes, but we just <laughs> think it's gnomes. Aren't they like gnomes? They're like forest people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they they are. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about Frozen. <laughs> we're talking about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay. Yes, the Academy Award winning film of 2018. Yeah. I'm really happy to to know that it actually wanted a, an Oscar, not a fucking Disney film. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I looked it up. The last non-Disney film to win Best Picture was Rango, Rango. which I never saw. But no. But apparently it was good. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't have a selection. I'm pretty sure Disney didn't have anything out that, <laughs> that year. They just didn't release anything that year. <laughs> it usually just goes to Disney. They were working on their live action remakes. Yeah. No, that doesn't count for their anime. Yeah, yeah, maybe Yeah, they were actually working on. I don't know, Cinderella. Who knows? Maleficent. 
You know, there's some controversy with the latest one. What was the latest one? It's the Little Mermaid. It's coming out next year. Oh, yeah. Why is that controversy anyways? I don't know, because Ariel's black. I don't know if we can know. <laughs> I mean, or does, does it hurt the story? <laughs> no. like. So then? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's partly some people. There's a few people who are actually upset, which are stupid. But then there's like, they're kind of using this as like, oh, yeah, these guys only hate our movie because, you know, they're racist rather than, you know, this is another fucking remake of a film we did like 40 years ago, you know, because we keep running out of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be more mad about that rather than like. No, you know what? I'm OK if fucking Disney likes to like remake stuff. It's not an issue to me. The thing is, it's only issue if it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen any of the remakes. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. I didn't see the Mulan. So. Yeah, no, Mulan sucked. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I haven't heard anything good about. But it's also like like not appe- up- appeasing to the eyes as well. Like when you see uh, Dumbo. Oh yeah, they did Dumbo as well. I forgot yeah. about that. When you see Dumbo, that doesn't look appeasing at all. You know, and also like. If you're gonna get a director, don't get like a Tim Burton to fucking direct. Okay. Yes. Stop. Disney, stop hiring Tim Burton to do your live action Disney remakes, please. Yeah. Okay. Alice in Wonderland worked for some reason. I don't know how. It just worked. Because yeah, Johnny Depp. That wasn't even like a remake though. That was just like a like a weird reboot of the series. Oh yeah. Because it was like, yeah, it was like a different story. It wasn't the same exact thing. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of that, yeah, it brings back to our whole spiel last time, which is you can just do things in animation. They look better than if you did them in live action. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just like because the originals we saw were in animation. So like seeing it in real life is weird. Maybe. But like, like, look, like. When we're talking about Disney live action, right? Like, so I saw Cinderella, and I thought that movie was really good. You know, like Cinderella to me, it's not like a A tier Disney film. Yeah. But like for what they did with it, and they made it look good, it works. You know, so there if there is a way, a formula to make good live action Disney films, just suck like just. I don't think Disney gets it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, anyway, <laughs> anyway, tying it back into the spider verse, the whole, uh, character is now black where this story is not about Peter Parker. Actually, it's about, uh, miles Morales, which yep. sort of came about into creation with the help of Donald Glover, actually. Oh, actually. Oh yeah. Cause it was an advocate for a black Spider-Man. Well, the internet was. The internet wanted Donald Glover to try out to be an amazing Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And then the campaign failed. And then there was an episode of Communities where in like a Spider-Man pajamas or something. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the creators of the comics saw it and was like, oh, man, I want to see that Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Which then led to the creation of Miles Morales. They had talked about it before, but they hadn't gone through with it. Yeah. So, like, it came out like 2012, Miles Morales. So Yeah, I know it was, like, recent. That he became a character. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I, some of the success of this is partly due to the woke crew. Ooh, if 
you've been on Twitter at any amount, you've probably seen some of see a uh, black Spider-Man or, or it's not the first Latino Spider-Man, but you know, no, he isn't because uh, Miguel Miguel O'Hara was yeah, who's literally in the film too. So yeah, well, <laughs> sort <yeah>. of <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> but yeah, that's like it's I guess nice to see some representation, but it's like it's not really relevant to the character. No, it isn't. But you know what though, I also think that because of his background and setting wise, I think it adds a little bit of culture to this movie. And I think that's like one of the standout stuff. So, well, already from the standout, the animation is just on fire. It's it's amazing. It's one of the better animated films I've seen. Uh, yeah, it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's so. literally like you take a page from a comic book and you just splash it on a screen. It just looks that good. Yeah, I mean, they definitely. I uh, think it's it's interesting how they did it because just some trivia for people who don't. No live animation, a lot of the time, or even films, a lot of the time they have a certain frame rate they film, which is 24 frames per second. Mm. And during the beginning of the film, the main character, Miles Morales, is actually animated in 12 frames per second up until the point he becomes more comfortable as Spider-Man. Because why in the beginning he looks kind of like framey or laggy, I guess. Yeah, okay. I- his, his movements are less smooth. So it's, yeah. it showed like his inexperience as mm. Spider-Man at the time. And then as the film goes on, like, I think there's a scene, which we'll talk about later, but there's a scene where he's swinging with, like, another Spider-Man, and mm. he's, like, slowly becomes more and more in tune, right? Yeah. So you can tell, like, the animation is actually different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't look at it like and then that. Another thing about it is, if you notice, they have a lot of um, dots on a lot of scenes in the, like, the, the scenes in it. That's from the... Jack Kirby did that a lot in the comics. He had a uh, mm. sort of like dots in the coloring to sort of indicate like a cosmic energy. Mm. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, because sometimes you sort of see like the characters almost seem like a little out of focus also, right? Right. It's just like... They did, were- you, did you read up on that? Because I know you, you're a big Spider-Man fan and you also took a little job to uh, start reading comic book issues from Spider-Man from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I've taken a break. I got up to, like, issue, like, 100 or something, mm. plus, like, a bunch of, like, there was, like, a whole series where it's, like, they tied in some, like, side stories they had in the first parts of Spider-Man, which were kind of unanswered. Right. So, it's probably I've read, like, 150 issues of Spider-Man, mm. so, which is, like... The, Relatively speaking, there's a lot of Spider-Man. There's like 800, 900 issues right now. Yeah, I can imagine. So, he's the most popular Marvel character of all time. So, Yeah, he's... Would you say he's the most popular Marvel character? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I guess he would. I mean... 100%. He, there's, there's no comparison. I'm gonna say, you, you, you're not going to put Iron Man in that category. You're not going to put Captain America in that category. I was going to say, the second one would probably be like... Wolverine, honestly. No, no. You're going to have to put Iron Man now. You said Iron Man? Maybe in recent years, but like Wolverine is like... Yeah, you could put Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk. Hulk, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, uh, Spider-Man's been like top-notch, number one. Yeah, because I grew up watching the old... Well, not old, but the 90s 
Spider-Man animated series as well as the uh, X-Men. But the Aerosmith? The Aerosmith? The, yeah, like the theme was like composed by Aerosmith. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Very, very 90s. <laughs> very nine. Anyone who grew up in the 90s watching like these kinds of like action shows knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. They're really heavy on the rock. Which uh, Spider-Man anime, uh, animated show you like? Which one I like the most? Yeah. I haven't seen. Oh, OK. I haven't seen them all. I've seen that one. I've seen the 1960s ones, which is funny. Oh, OK. I've seen the. um one was Neil Patrick Harris. I can't remember what it's called. It's like oh yeah, that was like a three D animated. Yeah, three D animated. That yes. one wasn't bad. I haven't seen the one everyone likes, which was uh, spectacular. Spectacular Spider. Yeah, no, I love spectacular. I heard it was really good. I never watched it though. Yeah, unfortunately, it got fucking canceled. So and then in, there was one other one that I can't. The one happened after. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah, that was like the one where they saw that becoming a little bit more like, quippy. Yeah, it was like Spider Man joining the Avengers. They also had Spider-Man, the one that was like the sequel to the animated series where he goes into like space. Oh, <laughs> 2099 or something. Yeah, oh, no, Unlimited, Unlimited. So, yeah, Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah, I yeah. never really got into that one. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it, it seemed too like edgy. It was like he went into space and then he had like Venom and Carnage were there or like the symbiotes were there. Yeah. So I'm like, I, that's all I remember about it. And he was wearing a cape. <laughs> yeah, man, no capes. It's <laughs> yeah. respectful. <laughs> so you know what? We're already talking backstory for the for this film. Oh, sorry, I did forget to mention one of my points. So I said animation that was one of the higher things I was looking at, but also like again the culture of it, like the hip hop feeling of it. Yeah, I mean the Brooklyn in it, like in it. You know, hearing Biggie play, yeah. you know, and hearing Post Malone, you know, shit like that. Like that to me, like if I was a kid watching this for the first time, like that's like music to my ears, you know, because that's the music I listen to. Yeah, it's, very, it's a it's a superhero film that has a lot of modern sensibilities. Yeah. So. Which is a good thing. I think we also talked about that in our last one with the soundtrack of Arcane. They had a lot of modern sensibilities. Yeah. And so this is obviously more relevant because it's actually set in Brooklyn. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, that is something I appreciate about it. And it's another, that's the one thing it's like Spider-Man being like the black Spider-Man sort of like it just, it's his culture, his character, right? Yeah. It sort of shows where he comes from as a person and his interests. Exactly. Man was wearing Jordan 1s the entire time. <laughs> Jordan 1s, bro. They were probably so creased up mm-hmm. by the end of it. What, what all his fucking running? <laughs> this man is disrespected the Jordans. <laughs> Doesn't even tie them up. <laughs> I kind of like that. He kept saying that. His shoes are untied. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, choice. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure I've said the exact same stupid joke to people who do that. Bro, your shoes are untied. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they know, guys. It's just the swag. Yeah, no. So, anyway, I don't want this to turn into, like, a Spider-Man podcast. It's, about, it's a movie podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. If you want to listen to, like, a Spider-Man podcast or, but like, you just like a million out there. Wow, wow. What's that shame plug? Every, any, any other podcasters here? Come on. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, you know, we're not the premier source of Spider-Man information. Fair enough. So, but yeah, I might talk about it a little more, but I guess we should talk about the film. So. Yeah, let's let's do it. So, so we start off with Miles Morales. Oh, actually, we start off with uh, a successful Spider-Man narrating. Yeah, I mean, found that interesting. I thought about it after this is the only Spider-Man they've shown who's not like miserable <laughs> right <laughs> his life's actually going well you know he's married to mary jane people like him j jonah jameson seemingly doesn't exist so yeah that might be a large factor right you know i mean his uncle ben's still dead unfortunately but yeah he, he never catches a break come on <laughs> but like aunt may is like in on things oh yeah aunt may knows that he's spider-man uh, well, he has a holiday CD. Yeah, he has a Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, has a popsicle, which is so st- it's so funny because that popsicle looks like insanely like it was just captured like on an iPhone. Like it was like added like last minute. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's probably like a real one. Like, if any- yeah, if anyone's ever had like a popsicle which is supposed to be a character's face on it, it like you take it out and it looks horrible. Like it's never I've never seen one where it looks like the thing it's supposed to look like. It's always like dis- disfigured or like melted or something. Also, is it even good? I don't even think it's good. I mean, it's fine. It tastes like a popsicle. Oh, okay. It's like it's the taste is fine. It just doesn't look anything like the freaking character. Yeah, I remember like in the ice cream trucks. So, like I, I got a SpongeBob one, and then it looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's like literally like being melted under. Because it's like, how do you form like solid like liquid into like a solid thing perfectly? You just can't. Yeah, and then like maintain it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anyways, he narrates, he says he's the only Spider-Man, and then cuts into um, Miles Morales chilling in the bed, listening to Sunflower, which is like the pretty much the theme song of the film, mm-hmm. which is also, again, really great, really great song. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know the name of the song until you just mentioned it now. So. Oh, really? <laughs> No, I only knew the name of one song in the film, so... What, Hypnotize? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not that hip, you know? Fair enough, fair enough. I guess I knew the one 80s song they played, which was trying to... Satan Elmo's Fire. What was that? That was when they're uh, going to the the lab with, on the bus. You know? Oh. It was like... You don't remember that? No. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's different between I'm an old man, so I know old man songs. Right, you were you were like four years apart, man. Come on, chill. <laughs> that's, that's four years a long time, Jimmy. <laughs> Look at Obama. Four years after he started his second term. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. You see, now now Obama's never gonna want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> Obama would find it funny. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Didn't you see that meme of him or where he made that video and he's like trying to put the cookie in the milk and it's too big? And he's just like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> Man's a memer. <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so what's Miles' issue, Brandon? Uh, his issue is he's going to school. <laughs> the scariest thing of all, going to school. Going to an elitist school, apparently. 
going to a new school. I kind of like how Miles starts off as the inverse of Peter Parker in a way. Like, they're both smart. They're both... But Miles is more like a cool... It's showing he's like a cool social guy. Like, everyone knows him. Yeah. Right? And then he goes to a school for nerds, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, suddenly, it's like weird. He's socially awkward because he's trying to be like, hey... And they're like, like, yeah, your shoes are untied. And so, yeah, it's a choice, you know? Yeah. So it's like the opposite. Peter Parker is always shown to be like the nerdy guy. And then like the cool kids make fun of him. Yeah. Whereas this now he's like the cool guy and all the nerds make fun of him. Mm -hmm. Even though he's also very smart. They're both. That's the one thing they definitely have in common is they're both incredibly smart. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a comic accurate part too, right? I'm pretty sure Miles Morales has already been a smart character in the comics. Yeah, it's like every iteration of Spider-Man has always been an intelligent person. Because yeah, I know in the Spider-Man video game, he's smart. Well, I mean, like every Peter Parker's smart. The uh, Miguel is smart. You know, yeah, they're all they're all geniuses in their own way. Yeah, I guess so. Because they have to like manufacture the web fluid, right? So like, yeah. They have to know. They have to at least have some level of. Mm, Toby didn't. <laughs> yeah, but he he was also a genius. Still. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Got a job with Norman Osborn or an internship or something. Yeah. Somewhat of a scientist. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I ah, I know you. I know you. <laughs> I set myself up. Anyway, yeah. So he goes to his new school and dropped <laughs> off by his dad. Yeah, the most embarrassing way possible. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. You don't understand what? I don't understand why his dad is such a like. Why would you do to do that to the guy? This first day of school, just like tell him he has to say "I love you" in front of like everyone over a speaker. Yeah, I don't know because his dad's like lame. Yeah, pretty much. I guess so. His dad is just a lame dude who's trying to connect with his son. <laughs> that's not how you connect but anyways so yeah we see him going to the school and like they have a little montage of like assignments being done basically showing the pressure of how like where he's in yeah well i mean it's like a, it's like a academic school yeah academic school so everyone's trying to push you to like do everything yeah right and then he meets up with uh Gwanda. Gwanda, yes, Gwanda. Or Wanda, sorry. <laughs> Wanda, yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> he still calls her Gwanda, though, because he's not paying attention to when he starts talking about Wanda. Yeah, I think he first meets her when he goes into the class, makes like a dumb science joke. And then <laughs> the Einstein laughs. joke. <laughs> yeah, he laughs, yeah. Yeah, I need to, I need to, like, anytime I'm late for work, I should use that line. <laughs> Time is relative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you're all early. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sure. You do, anytime I'm late to come to the podcast, that's what I'm using now. Anytime, that's like every time when you're talking. <laughs> Look, man, you're the first one here. You have to be the first one here, so. <laughs> I mean, that's true, I do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's showing like uh, he's trying to get, a, he's trying to purposely like leave the school because I think he's like scored zero on a test. Yeah, on purpose. And he's like, yeah, you can only get zero if you knew literally every answer was the correct answer. So you actually got 100. So 
Yeah. Because there's a multiple choice test, but there's only, there's like a two answers, right? Yeah. There's like a true or false test, right? Wait, what kind of fucking academic <laughs> class is that then? Maybe it's like first day, right? Like, okay, fair. So they just like, it's a true or false test. So they probably just wanted to see like what their level of knowledge was. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, they're not going to hit you with, like, the hardest test just at the beginning, right? Uh, fair enough. Like, this is the final exam on the first day. If you fail this, you're out, you know? Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, so... Shoni wants to get out of there. So he, like, runs away and goes to visit his uncle, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron's, like, a typical, like, cool uncle dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, you got any girls, you know? Yeah, very like he's like the the yeah he's the he's the cool street uncle. Yeah, and he's like, so he's like, yeah, his dad's like the lame like goody goody cop guy who embarrasses him. His uncle's like the cool guy, and they do like graffiti together. Yeah, and he's trying to teach him how to pick up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That <laughs> guys, whoever watches this podcast and watches this film, that's not how you get girls. <laughs> Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's what you do. I mean, it could work. It depends where you are, though. Depends on the setting. What? You want to try that? <laughs> it depends on the setting. It's sort of like a numbers game, really. <laughs> guys who try that kind of thing, it's really just a numbers game at that point. Yeah. It's like the guys you see down at like, the boardwalk, just like literally yelling at every girl who comes by. You know, they do it like a hundred girls, they get one, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah. But the number is technique rather than, you know? They're like an actual technique. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's it's, it's, a, it's a thing, you know? Apparently it worked for him. <laughs> I don't know if it worked for him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no girl in that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's a bachelor, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. For reasons. Yeah, exactly. He can't he can't commit to something loyal with his job occupation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he goes with his uncle Aaron, they go down, he's like, Oh, I got this spot for you to do your graffiti and they end up in the subway. Yeah. He does the graffiti and then the whole, then the classic, he gets bitten in the hand by a spider. Mm-hmm. I like how in comparison to all the other spiders, he just doesn't react at all and just bites them. And right. He just like uh, <laughs> swats it and kills it. Yeah, pretty much. Or was all the other ones were almost like ah, ah. It's actually kind of weird because it was like more like robotic. Yeah. Like in any other like story from Spider-Man you've ever seen, that it's a bit of radioactive spider, but it wasn't like a robot looking one. Yeah, I don't know if that was just like the animation style made it look very robotic or no. It, I actually, it, it's more because it came from the multiverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because no reason why Aaron knows about that spot is because of, well, you find out after. Yeah. And what's it called? And they already did, been doing experiments because they already know, like, they've been uh saying, oh, like, did you hear the earthquake last night? Yeah, they do mention the earthquakes uh, early on. Exactly. So they've already mentioned that, like, stuff is going down. So that spider was, like, coming from the multiverse. Which makes sense, because Miles' powers is, like, way different than any other Spider-Man. Yeah, that is true. He does have some interesting powers, which you see later. Yeah. But it's like, anyway, so... 
He gets bit by the thing. It does the whole uh, showing his blood transforming. Yes. I think there's more of a reference to the other Spider-Man's films. The Sam Raimi ones. Sam Raimi ones. Yeah. Did they do that in Amazing Spider-Man as well? Not his blood transforming. He's like having a nightmare on the subway. Yeah. See, I don't remember those films. I only watched them once. Like, oh, the Sam Raimi one? No, the Amazing oh. Spider-Man ones. Yeah, the Sam Raimi ones I've seen a few times. Hey, man, they're not that bad, man. They're not bad. They just need a direction. <laughs> yeah, the first one was okay, and the second one was just... They need a direction. That's it. <laughs> they had the same problem that Spider-Man 3 did, which was they just kind of went all over the place. Exactly. Except I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 was like... like Spider-Man 3, but, like, on crack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, at least in uh, No Way Home, Spider-Man's character is about as consistent as he was in the film, which to say he had no consistency at all. <laughs> he's just like... It's true. He's just like, I don't trust you, Spider-Man. Then he trusts him. Oh, oh a guy betrayed you? I'm also betraying you. <laughs> then he it's saves true. him, and he's like, okay, I trust you again. I was like, what is this guy's plan? <laughs> It's so true, though. <laughs> this guy's just doing random shit. Like he's, he's just like, yeah, he's a, a yes man. Everybody's doing it. He's like, oh shit, I gotta squat up, <laughs> squat up. Like there was no hesitation. He's like, oh, you're getting betrayed. Peace, and he just leaves. Like turns into sand, goes away. <laughs> I'm like, why? I can understand like the lizard didn't want to work with Spider Man, but like. What is this guy wrong with this guy? Yeah, there was nothing wrong with him. <laughs> he said he wanted us to go back home. Why is betraying Spider-Man the one that's going to be... Like, anyways, that's that's a different discussion for a different time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there one day. One day. <laughs> yeah, so they show he's, uh, he gets the powers. Well, they don't show he gets the powers, right? He goes back to school the next day. Yeah. And he's like, meets up with Wanda. <laughs> No, well, before he notices that uh, his pants, he's grown in size. His pants have grown in size. This is when they started showing, like, the speech bubble things going on. Mm-hmm. And they brought him, he's like, why are my thoughts so loud? Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. They waited till he got bit by the spider to show that, too. Yeah, I guess to make it more comic book like, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're showing that, and then he meets up, and he's like, does the shoulder touch thing in the most awkward way possible. Mm-hmm. He just like puts it on there without even saying anything. <laughs> it's like, mm. what? In the middle of a conversation. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's Man like, is sweating buckets too. It's so sweaty. <laughs> I mean, Would I you ever go up to somebody who's like sweating a lot and say, why are you sweating so much? That I don't know? No. <laughs> That's weird. Like... Yeah, it's like, damn, man. Like, man, maybe the guy's being self-conscious, man. You just gonna, like, put a gun into to the barrel and just give it to him? Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's on withdrawal or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe it's like a train spotting thing. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, man. You, he, he goes to an academic school. He must be on Adderall. Something, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the show he gets stuck to this starts sticking to random things. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because his hand gets stuck to this girl's hair and just like cut it off yeah right it cut off the hair not his hand no. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be, be a different Spider-Man yeah which I, actually gives it more style oh so, so Gwanda is played by uh, Haley Steinfeld yeah, which Haley is, Steinfeld again I know right 
<laughs> She's in everything. <laughs> She's definitely doing well for herself these days. When I watched the film, like in theaters, Spider Verse, right? So I knew it was Haley Steinfeld voicing Gwanda. And then, like, a week or two later, I watched Bumblebee. And she's there too. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Everywhere I go, I see Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> she's like the new, uh, she's turning into the new, like, Tara Strong or something. Yeah, yeah. That's she's up like, there. Just going to be in everything. Like, right, everything animated, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for her. Yeah, no, she's Worked out for Tara Strong. So, talented. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she does a great job in this film as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, the show, he's like, Sticking at people are like looking at him weird, so he starts getting self conscious. Yeah, this chased by a security guard and starts sticking to the ceiling. He's like, Oh, no, I can't stop sticking to things. <laughs> goes back, sees it similar to the comics. He's like, Wait, can I be Spider Man? So he goes back to the same subway, right? Yeah, to find the spider, find the spider, finds out there's a lower part of it, goes down there and sees Spider Man fighting like the craziest version of the green goblin i ever saw right i know right he's like an actual demon like, <laughs> yeah. like he's also like two stories tall for some right reason. yeah so this like all the comic like depiction well all the depiction of the villains are like exaggerated in this film yeah King- so yeah kingpin is like <laughs> he's a little block <laughs> It's a literal block man with up. like a tiny head that's just man it looks look- like fester. <laughs> I was gonna say his man looks like a thwomp. <laughs> From fucking Mario. <laughs> Both things. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what he Yeah. Just a face on like a block of a body with like a couple of stubby limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, goblin is like a literal demon. Uh well, I guess Tombstone is not really that. Tombstone, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then another character is also quite different later. Yes. So it's, again, I think it just establishes that we're, like, in an alternative dimension. Yeah, this is, like, not the our universe, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaking... One thing I found interesting about the Kingpin is, like, usually when he's depicted in, like, film or TV, he's usually very... uh. He's, he seems more like up, like eloquent, right? He seems more like a upscale kind of guy when he talks, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like very intelligent, right? Or is this he's just like a, a random dude from Brooklyn sounding kind of guy, you know? Yeah, he has like a rough like he has like more like a Tony Soprano type of. Yeah, he's more like a mobster kind of guy, right? Yeah, but that's not what he is, though. So. He is, but he's never presented that way. Mm. Even like. Every iteration I can think of, like in the animated series, Daredevil, Daredevil in like the games, like he's always like a well-spoken guy, right? Like even yeah. in the, even in the comics, he comes off that way. He mm. doesn't come off as like a mobster. He's always like shown to be like, oh, I'm better than the mob, right? Which is why he's like able to unite the mobs. Sort yeah, of. yeah. Like, he's still like he's definitely like a Tony Soprano kind of guy. All right, my question to you is, are you more of a kingpin villain with Daredevil or, like, Spider-Man? I mean, I never got into Daredevil that much, so... Mm. But, like, so it'd have to be Spider-Man for me, but... Yeah. So, that, yeah. So, anyway, they're doing this experiment, which is... He has a giant super collider. Yeah. 
which is I don't know. It's it, it's a gizmo. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a big machine <laughs> that does things. <laughs> I mean, a super super colliders exist in the real world. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. A large hadron collider out in Germany. I I don't know, dude. <laughs> It's uh, like a particle accelerator, like the like the Sandman thing in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact oh, thing. Okay. <laughs> that's the exact thing. These exist in real life. Mm. They're not as ridiculous as they are in this film. Fair enough. It's like, like the size of a, like a football stadium. Well, no, they're actually much bigger than that. Uh, the Large Hadron Collider is like multiple kilometers long. Uh-huh. It's just like a big tube where they shoot like atoms through and they like smash them into each other to get new atoms so oh, okay it's, it's not as exciting as this like you can't actually see the atoms smashing into each other okay like, fair enough yeah that was uh, also interesting because they, a lot of people thought they could cause a black hole which they do reference a lot in this film oh, really? this thing causing a black hole there's not going to be any black holes in germany don't worry so <laughs> it's like I still remember watching when it came out. Uh, just a, another tangent was there's a the Daily Show. They interviewed like a guy from there, and he's like, "What do you think the odds of the black hole would form due to the large hadron collider?" He's like, zero percent. It would never happen. It's not possible." Then they go up like a high school physics teacher, and like, "What do you think the odds are?" He says, "Oh, about fifty percent." And he's like, "Wow, it's a lot different than the other guy said." What? What makes you say? What gets? Why do you get that number? He says, "Well, it'll either happen or it won't." It's a 50-50. <laughs> Damn. I was like, he Get got, told. He got, he got me. <laughs> flawless logic. <laughs> so there you go. Everything in life really is just a 50-50. You know, it either happens or it doesn't. So. Word. <laughs> anyway, so they shoot this large collider out, and then current Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is fighting Green Goblin, and Green Goblin, like, dips him into the beam of... Energy. Well, even before that, like, Spider-Man notices Miles. Yeah, he does. Yeah. knows Miles, and he notices that he has, like, similar powers, right? Because they use Spidey sense or something to detect yeah. each other. So he's like, okay, I'll look out for you, kid. When I'm done here, I'll teach you the ropes and everything. Yeah. Which is nice. wholesome, you know? Yeah. Because it's like every Spider-Man, like, they never have help, right? No. 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 I had to do it. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, every iteration of Spider-Man that isn't Miles Morales, so. Damn. <laughs> what are you trying to say there? <laughs> that the Latino needs help all the time? <laughs> I'm saying it's a different story. Fair enough. I mean, like, if the other Spider-Man exists, like, and he knows about him, why wouldn't he help him, right? Exactly. It's like, yeah, but so he's fighting the guy and then he gets dipped into the or whatever this is the beam the beam the beam and then you show like a bunch of like webs or something which hints at what's to come exactly like yeah you see a bunch of uh for a glimpse you see other spider-mans as well yeah it's very brief like you might not even notice it like, yeah i don't think i, I don't think i noticed it the first time i watched it because so, ah. it's so short like and it's mm-hmm. like overlaid over things mm-hmm. so yeah they uh it blows up the whole thing. Spider-Man gets trapped in a bunch of rubble, and he's like, "You gotta promise me, kid, that you'll you'll go shut off the machine, right?" Yeah. He's like, "Okay, I promise you." And he runs away, and then Kingpin kills Spider-Man. Yeah, which is kind of shocking to me when I first watched that. Peter Parker actually dies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't think that the 
you you're introduced to Spider-Man already in the beginning as like the main character, and then just like gets killed, and we're like, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, it's one of these films. Like they're they're taking risk already. Yeah, that was a good choice. I thought. I mean, it made it more interesting. It also made it so Miles' character was less tied to Peter Parker. I think. Yeah. Because it's it is about him. This is his story. It's not Peter Parker's story. No. We've seen Peter Parker's story like a million times. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. So it's a little refreshing to see like a different story. So, mm-hmm. so he still can't really do anything though because he doesn't know what he's how to handle his powers yet. Nor do he have like web shooters or anything. So nor can he shoot webs out of his wrists. Yeah. You know, so he just kind of ends up running away, getting chased by this uh, the Prowler. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I love his sound effects. The brrrr. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was like supposed to be like this distortion elephant noise. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is like does set the tone for his character. It makes it. It is really intimidating anytime he shows up and just like. Brrr. Yeah, man, it's like some like purple jacked out like Batman <laughs> running at you. The Prowler. I mean. Yeah, it, I guess it's like a mixture between like Zemo and like Batman. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty much is. He is very intimidating. So yeah, uh, I just like that sound. That sound was like really like it, it's like in somewhat like horror film sound. Yeah, it's one of those. Things, I think it's more intimidating because it's not in a horror film. Yeah, I find when like things that are scary are not in. Things that are meant to be scary, they end up being scarier than they are. Yeah. It's sort of like... Uh, it stands out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, anyone who plays Minecraft, if you ever get blown up by a creeper, it's incredibly scary because that is a children's game. <laughs> Isn't it like the green thingy? Yeah, the green, you know, thing that just like blows up. Oh, okay, okay. Aren't there zombies in Minecraft? There's also zombies, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking about zombies. And they go, uh, uh. Wow. Yeah, there you go. That's my one attempt to get the Minecraft kids on our podcast. Damn it. Can we get the uh, the Fortnite guys in? Oh, well, I mean, Spider-Man's in Fortnite, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone's in Fortnite. Bringing that, like, hey. It's the new Smash Bros. Yeah, everyone's in there. You got Spider-Man, you got Kratos, you got Goku now. Yeah. You got The Rock. Yeah, seriously, the new... You got John, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fucking Fortnite. It's just like they're just collaborating with every single popular franchise. No I know, man. man. Yeah. And geez, like, I don't know what's not in Fortnite. You can... They <laughs> apparently watch the whole movie of Inception in Fortnite. Inception? Yeah, so apparently there's like they actually have like a like a TV screen set up in Fortnite that yeah. gets broadcast to sometimes. One time they just literally showed Inception. <laughs> I was like, what is this game? I thought like Tenet was showing that showing there. They showed that too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this game? You can just watch every movie as well. You like can watch Travis Scott concerts without the you know without the consequences. Sorry, a little blow there. I was like, bro. Was, there, was that a low blow Travis Scott joke? Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. But it's like, what is this game, man? Like, you just like put everything in it? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a new Smash Bros. Bro, I remember when this game was a tower defense game. 
back when it came out. The future is now, old man. I'm behind the times. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. He gets away from this guy, and he's, like, trying to figure out his powers, right? So he does the whole typical Spider-Man thing, goes to a really tall building, looks down and realizes it's too tall. Yeah, <laughs> he just cuts into him like going down the stairs. It's like, nah, I'm fucking, I ain't fucking with that one. <laughs> I think that's another good thing about this film. It's just the the humor is very on point. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're talking about the funeral. So Spider Man buys uh merch. Oh, sorry, Miles buys merch, and um, there's a cameo with Stan Lee. So unfortunately, that's the last. The voice acting Stanley cameo. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I mean he's pretty old. He's like ninety five. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. Like, so they did this movie to like honor uh, Steve Ditko. Yeah, who died that earlier that year too. Yeah, they both died in the same year. That's crazy, huh? Steve Ditko, Stanley. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Anyone doesn't know Steve Ditko and Stan Lee are basically like the godfathers of Marvel. Yeah. Essentially. And yeah. they created Spider-Man, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, shout outs to Jack Kirby, honestly. I don't think Jack Kirby gets that does that love and recognition. Well, I mean, yeah, Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby's still well known, don't get me wrong. So. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't get the love and dedication that like Stan Lee gets. Yeah, because he wasn't in the film, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, like, with no Stan Lee, there's no, there's no Jack Kirby. There's no Spider-Man without Jack Kirby. Yeah, so... You know? Yeah, we're going to talk about, like, Romanita as well? <laughs> no. Sure. Yeah, I'm mention every every uh, famous comic book... Uh... Todd McFarlane here? Like... <laughs> Alan Moore? <laughs> yeah, just name everyone, yeah. Tom McFarlane also worked on Spider-Man. Yes, he did. He did. It was like a Venom thing, no? Uh, yeah. So he's he also was very he did the whole the famous you know when he shoots out the string, there's like a million strings coming out of his web. Oh. He started. He was the one who started that. Oh, okay. Uh, that became iconic then. Yeah, it was. A lot of people have done it since then. It's pretty much like when you see like a lot of iteration of Spider-Man he shoots out the web. It's like literal massive web. Yeah. And it's like originally it's just kind of like you shot out like a string or like you shot out like just like a like a thick rope essentially. Yeah. Or like a he'd shoot out a web but it wasn't like so complicated. Mm-hmm. Now he shoots out like a thread and you see like every fiber of the thread on the like as he's swinging. Yeah. No that's again that's just fucking talent. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Spider-Man, following what you're saying, he jumps and then he slips on a shoe that, again, isn't uh, not tied. He's going to tie his damn shoes. <laughs> and then he breaks the USB key that uh, the Peter Parker gave him. So then he kind of just ends up going to his uh, tombstone. Yeah, Peter Parker's tombstone. Yeah, just basically saying, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And then he gets approached by a man, and all of a sudden, like, uh, Miles just shocks him with, like, electricity. Yeah, and then the guy shoots out a web at him, so. Yeah. 
He's like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, who is this guy? Takes mm-hmm. off his mask. And he looks exactly like Peter Parker. Yeah. And then it cuts into a narration with that Peter Parker, which is Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker, yeah. <laughs> is it Peter Ben Parker? Ben Parker. Is that what the B's for? Probably. <laughs> I thought I just couldn't. I thought it might be like he's the second one, but oh. <laughs> it could be Ben. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he that's so basically we get a alliteration of like how the first scene of the film goes. And uh, basically, it's like uh, Spider-Man that's been doing it for 22 years. Do you remember how long our current Spider-Man was doing? I forgot what they said. Mm. Like 10 years, I think, 15. Yeah, I was going to say, because he was like 26 in the film. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that long. It's probably like 10 years or something. Yeah, so this one's been doing it for like 22 years. Yeah, he's, uh, he's miserable. Yeah. Out of shape. Uh, already had a divorce. Got divorced from Mary Jane. Yeah. Aunt May's passed away. Yeah. So he's just like, his life's not going so great. Yeah. Bet his money on a spider team restaurant, apparently. TGI Spideys. <laughs> I don't know how that would fail, though. <laughs> I mean, like, what? what's like... Because, like, the spiders in the restaurant... Got- I don't get what the, the theme of the, the restaurant is. Like, what do they serve? Like <laughs> spider fries? <laughs> the heck is a spider fries? Cooked up cooked up spiders in the fry cook. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get what the point of the theme is. <laughs> like <laughs> What man? He's Spider-Man. He has to put spider somewhere. <laughs> This is like the Planet Hollywood nonsense where they just put a bunch of shit on the walls and be like, yeah, this is a theme. <laughs> you know, like... I don't think people know what Planet Hollywood is. <laughs> do they not exist anymore? <laughs> no. I don't fucking know. It's been... I'm... No? You don't see Stallone talking about it. <laughs> was it Stallone or Schwarzenegger? One of the two. Yeah. People don't know Planet Hollywood was like a... A restaurant where they had a lot of like memorabilia on the walls and stuff and then celebrities would go there occasionally and it was just like a thing i don't know yeah it's like it's a western rainforest cafe but you know yeah i was gonna say rainforest cafe have you ever gone to rainforest cafe and had food from there yeah i went there how was it no, it was okay i was a kid though so oh, okay i got, like pizza <laughs> i'm like didn't screw it up that badly uh- <laughs> It's not like Chuck E. Cheese pizza. You know, sitting next to the gorillas. <laughs> All right. I think people talk too much shit about Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I don't think it's that bad. I don't know, man. Like, I've had worse pizza than Chuck E. Cheese. That's for sure. <laughs> little Caesars? I've never had a Little Caesars pizza before. Really? Yeah, you're not missing much, bro. They're, like, fucking god-awful. No, some people love Little Caesars. Yeah, I don't know what... Whatever, man. Because it's cheap. That's why. I mean, be honest. Be honest, people who like Little Caesars. You like it because it's cheap. There's a lot of cheap pizzas. I mean, I like them. So. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of people like Little Caesars, especially Scarborough people. Sorry, I'm calling out my own people over here. <laughs> little Caesars people? <laughs> yeah, Little Caesars people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> We're talking, we're talking about uh, uh, Peter B. Parker. Yes. 
So, yeah, come back. Police is chasing after Miles for some reason. I don't know why. Why? Because he's uh, walking around with, like, they thought was a corpse? <laughs> I guess so, because he's homeless. <laughs> well, the guy's, like, passed out. He's passed out, and he's, like, carrying around on his, like, shoulders. What do you think they're going to think? Fair like, enough. and wise chasing him around, you know? why? <laughs> That's what they are. When, look, we're just... We're not just saying that to be like like <laughs> ironic. It's literally the name of the police. The, poli- the police down there. Constantly, they said stop eating lights. <laughs> Such a tongue twister, man. It's like NYPD to sound like it just rolls off your tongue. PDNY does not really roll off the tongue. Yeah, I mean, this seems probably like the. The peak of like the comedy scenes in this film. You know what? It's also like my least favorite parts of the film. I always feel like the mid part is like the only part, in my opinion, that slows down. Oh, yeah. Why? Because I'm not, I guess I'm not as invested in Peter B. Parker's relationship with him in the beginning. I see. I like it more when he's being the mentor rather than, you know, being like, ugh, kids. Oh, what am I getting myself into? He doesn't want to deal with him. Yeah. He's a jaded, bitter old man. Like, I I feel like the movie, like, starts really picking up when, like, yeah, the mentorship starts happening. Or when they arrive to the laboratory. Look, he's just like a cynical old man. Yeah. Just leave him alone. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm just talking about the pace of the film starts becoming a little bit, like, jagged. Until we get to that part. And then, like, it starts because you get more introduced to the other Spider Man characters, and we like take it back to Miles. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a very long part of the film. No, 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 it isn't. But, like, that's the only part where I felt like there was like a pacing issue. But whatever, no movie's perfect. Yeah. So, anyway, he like brings us Peter B. Parker back to his. Apartment or some apartment. Yeah. Whose apartment is that? Is this uncle's apartment? I think so. I like to believe so. Tied into a punching bag and they showed earlier. Yes, yes, yes. So it is his uncle's. Because I was like, there's no way he went back to his parents' apartment. Yeah. It's like a random dude. Yeah, no, he took him to Aaron's. Yeah. Because Aaron's out of town. Right, yeah. Yeah. He takes him back and the guy's like, yeah. I don't want to help you, kid. I'm going to get back to my old place. Mm-hmm. He shows he starts glitching out. That's yeah. the first hint that he's like, he can't be there. Yeah. I, I honestly thought that oh, that part was also a bit convenient, too. What if he's just going to get away and he just glitched out? Yeah, because every time they mention, oh, yeah, your, your atoms are going bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it just happens immediately. Any time they, they mention that they're glitching out of existence, it happens to them. Like a reminder. Oh, hey, <laughs> we remember this, right? But any other time in the film, you don't see it randomly happen. It happened one time. That was the only time. No. Yeah? No. When they're back in the lair? They're talking about already glitching out of existence and not belonging there. And then they glitch out. There's like a scene where like Penny... Parker glitched out as they were just like randomly swinging. It didn't affect her, but she did it. Penny Parker. Penny Parker. 
When? When did she glitch out? They were just it's like swinging, like down, like, and then it's just like shoulder glitch, and it's like didn't it, it didn't matter, like it didn't do. Okay, anything. was that the ending? No, it was not the ending. Oh, okay. It was like in the middle of the film. Okay. It just sure. like wasn't that relevant because they didn't like ah. Oh. oh, okay. She just like it just happened. I don't remember that, but anyways, it just happened anyway. So yeah, he's like, he gets guilted into helping Miles. He's like, fine, I can help you. We'll go. Yeah. We'll get your goober. They keep calling it goober. Yeah. That's like his slang for like uh, a device, which I guess makes sense. Like he's a Spider-Man for like over 22 years. He's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure every Spider-Man is the same high stakes deal. <laughs> yeah. There's always a thing. There's <laughs> always a thing he needs to, you know override something or something else you know i like the fourth wall breaks in these films too yeah. they're like subtle in a sense <laughs> there's one that wasn't that subtle but uh at the end yeah with ham yeah <laughs> is he legally allowed to yeah i love that <laughs> i love that but okay we'll get there so they go to the uh the lab and by boss because they don't want to swing there because <laughs> yeah. he just had a burger for breakfast. So. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> hey man, for a fat Spider Man, he's still on. Sh- he's still in shape. <laughs> well, he's still Spider Man. He still has his powers. He's not like even when he's out of shape, he's still more in shape than like anyone on Earth. So yeah, that's fair. He's still gonna be like pretty, you know, agile and strong, right? Yeah. He's not going to be, like, suddenly weak. Yeah. So, yeah, they get to the lab, and he's like, okay, you stay here, and I'll go in, and I'll get the stuff. And, he, and he's, Miles gets tired of waiting and goes in anyway because he sees a kingpin going in. Yeah. So they sneak in, right? And they break into the lab. I like the, I did like this, the side joke where he's like, okay, I'll sneak in the lab in front of the head scientist. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's the lady on the bicycle. It's like, okay, I'll also deal with my preconceived biases. <laughs> I just reevaluate my preconceived biases because <laughs> I guess it's like not typical that a woman's a head scientist. I guess in these things, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so yeah, he breaks in the lab and he's like, "Okay, I got the password." Right, so they start trying to break in the computer. Miles, okay, I have a weird part of that scene. I guess Spider-Man's so fucking smart, even though he's not in shape, that he can remember like a fucking like. 18-digit password. Yeah, it's not like a word either. It's just like random stuff. Yeah, it's like the most secure password in the world. And yeah, like, he remembered it. And seen it once, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then he expects Miles to remember it? In like one go? Yeah, I don't know. And he got it. Miles got it. (laughs) Almost. He almost got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the 35. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's like trying to do this. Miles tries to get down and he gets stuck to the ceiling. He's like, you got to relax. He starts singing the whatever the song was. Pulse Malone. The Pulse Malone. Malone. Yeah. It's like, uh, teenagers. Which is funny because every time you see Peter Parker, he's always he's always a teenager. So. Right. So maybe maybe that's why he doesn't like teenagers because <laughs> he was the most quippy when he was a teenager. Teenage Peter Parker was kind of like hella quippy, kind of a loser. 
Kind of a big loser. Yeah, but has Spider-Man, though. He's kind of like... He's not a... I want to say he's a bully. But, yeah, he bullies. He bullies criminals. Yeah, I mean, like, in original Spider-Man, shown even then, he's still, like, Peter Parker-ish. He's, like, kind of still a jerk at times. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not, like... Teenage Peter Parker's not a great guy. No, he's... Yeah, he's he's a dick. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, so then uh, the woman comes back in, and she's like, "Oh, was there Olivia?" So yeah, he's like, "Oh, you're Pete." It's like, "Oh my gosh, you're Spider Man, right?" Also, when you find out Miles can turn invisible too, yeah, he's like, "How are you turn invisible?" And it's like, "Okay, I don't know. I just, I just, I just do it." <laughs> so yeah, he only has like different powers in regular Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He can like shock people. He can turn invisible, which. As along with all the regular Spider-Man powers, and you know, he can climb walls, and he's really strong and all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like trap. This scientist comes in, like straps Peter Parker down to a chair. Mm-hmm. He's like examining, like, yeah, if you stay here, you'll like die. Your cells are disintegrating. Yeah, and then again, it's like one of those parts where he casually fucking starts glitching as soon as they mention it. Yeah. And then you got Miles trying to steal a whole computer with a monitor. <laughs> That's the best part after. <laughs> just casually trying to walk out and not notice. And she's just like, yeah, I can't wait to watch you just disintegrate. And you're like, huh? <laughs> and it's like, she takes she takes off like her lab coat and realizes she's actually Dr. Octopus. Yeah. It's like, do people call you Doc Ock? No, my friends call me Liv. My enemies call me Doc Ock. I find the Doctor Octopus interesting because they had like inflatable arms instead of like the metal arms. Like yeah, normal metal arms. Yeah, which how practical is that? I guess it's like she has more reach. I think the idea was it's so she could walk around with the arms and not have them like get in the way. Because like regular Doctor Octopus, he always has the arms out. They're just always fucking in the way. He has to do everything with them, right? Yeah, the inflatable arms—they just like inflate. And she can like use them, right? Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess they're also like faster or something. They're lighter. They're lighter. They're faster than the metal arms. They're not as strong. Like she can't like rip apart a car, I guess, or maybe she can. They don't. Oh yeah, but I mean, like they held Spider-Man like at the neck. And, like, without breaking, considering we know how yeah. strong Spider-Man is. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're still pretty strong. They sure, like, in this following chasing, she's, like, cutting through trees with them. So, I don't know. Just bleeds with them. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. She has, like, blades on the edge of her that pop out yeah. from somewhere. I don't know. They just come. They just come out. <laughs> no, you got to suspend some disbelief here. Exactly. So, they get away. And then, yeah, like, Peter B is telling uh, Miles, hey, one thing you don't need is the monitor. <laughs> good, good news, we don't need the monitor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why would you steal a monitor as well? Like, <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I liked it. When I was watching that, uh, Jen, she was making a comment because she was watching it, too. And she was like, why do you steal a monitor? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe he's so in duress and stress. That he didn't think so. <laughs> okay, let me just call a few people out here. The reason they're stealing this computer in the first place is because this woman's desktop is so fucking messy that you can't tell what anything is. This goes out to anyone who doesn't clean their desktop and anyone who doesn't close their tabs in the internet. I'm fucking calling you out. You're never going back to those tabs. You're never going to look at them. Just fucking close them. 
They're slowing down your computer so much. Just close the fucking tabs. It's horrible to look at. You're never going to go back to them. I don't care. Like, you're not. So, are you telling me that your desktop is looking mad nice? My desktop has, like, icons in it, but they're arranged. Okay. They're there. Are there random icons still? No, they're for games I play. Okay, so everything in your icon belongs there. So in your desktop belongs there. Yeah, they're for games I play and like the internet and my recycle bin and like. Okay, fuck! I need to see my desktop. They're not just like it's... random images. Okay, like my a... desktop is somewhat organized. There's like one thing that's like spaced out that doesn't belong there. I was gonna say they're not like random like images or like folders or random shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Something like that wouldn't mind. When I delete applications, I delete the shortcuts and I refresh the desktop. <laughs> I definitely don't have that many fucking tabs open in Google Chrome. My internet would suffer so badly. No, no. Sometimes, okay, sometimes I keep my tabs open. I'm sorry, I do. But that's because I, clo- I don't close the Chrome page. Why? I just, I don't know. It just stays on sometimes. <laughs> And then when I go into it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is messy. Let me just fucking clean this. <laughs> I have a realization afterwards that, like, it's messy. Anyway, people, close your damn tabs. <laughs> or, like, you know, bookmarks still exist, people. Use your fucking bookmarks. <laughs> like, they didn't get rid of them. They still exist. Just use those. <laughs> Are you, have you gone to somebody's house with, your de- <laughs> with a messy desktop? Not a messy desktop. I've seen someone with like a million tabs open though. And I'm like, you know where it's like so small you can't even read like the text on the tab? I'm like, what's the point of this? You don't know what any of these are. You, like you're wasting as much time looking through these tabs as you are just going back to the page. Just close it then. <laughs> like you guys. Ugh. Sorry, did I just trigger your like PD? <laughs> this movie did. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, that's why she's a villain. Yeah, <laughs> just to close her tabs. Her desktop's too messy. She probably doesn't close her tabs. No, I mean it's showing she's kind of insane. So yeah, I guess so. So no, she doesn't. Yeah. If you don't close your tabs, you're insane. Yeah. Depending on this film, just fact <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they're getting away, and this is when he starts to sort of show him the ropes, like literally. So okay, before that, there was this little like I was telling you about this little funny animation that like uh, they go into the laboratory, uh, sorry, the cafeteria, yeah. and apparently everybody in that fucking place is like a villain. <laughs> yeah, they all have like, like a gun. Yeah, they all have guns. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about it, I'm like, why are all these scientists just having a gun on them? <laughs> yeah. Just like at all times. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, they're really paying Alchemax people really good money there. <laughs> like, that's part of your job description <laughs> to have guns too. I mean, I kind of like it. It's usually you see these things like the villain has like his lab, and then all the scientists are just kind of there. And they like, as soon as the guy busts in, like, they can't do anything. Yeah. It's the opposite. Like, they bust in, like, everyone has a gun. You know? <laughs> yeah. I so. That part where he, he grabs a bagel from the cafeteria and then he throws it. And then, like, in the background, you see somebody get hit by the bagel. <laughs> and there's, like, a sound effect. Yeah. It's, like, bagel or bonk or something. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yo, little touches like that in animated films. It's, like, chef kiss. It's, like, I love it. I love the detail. Yeah, I did notice that. I was, like, huh. Yeah. I did one of those. Huh. <laughs> 
you know. So anyway, yeah, he's being uh, the chase for the woods, and he's like, you got to swing on the webs. And he's like, I don't know how. And it's like, I'll show you. And this is when they show the uh, animation change on Miles. They show, like, as he's swinging, he's kind of, like, all over the place, and he's a little bit, like, laggy behind until he gets into the rhythm. And mm-hmm. and eventually, yeah, they get away. And that's, or they almost get away. They get uh, almost caught by Dr. Octopus, and then they get saved by another spider person yeah spider gwen spider gwen mm-hmm. so yeah guanda is actually gwen stacy yeah who if anyone's watched the amazing spider-man knows gwen stacy it was also peter parker's girlfriend at one point mm-hmm. that's a newer thing too right spider gwen spider gwen spider gwen's very recent yeah yeah so yeah. kind of cool that they introduced spider gwen yeah, like I mean, really new. Like same thing with Miles Morales, I guess. I guess this is like the movie to really showcase their, like the new Spider-Man trends. Yeah, I was gonna say Miles Morales is only like ten years old now. Spider Gwen's probably younger than that, so mm-hmm. probably maybe like six years old at most, I guess. But yeah, I'm only two years old at this point, which is why she said she's been doing this for two years, I guess. So. Yeah, no, that actually makes sense. So, yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah, they're saved by Gwen Stacy. And they're like, okay, let's get out of here. They end up going to Aunt May's house. Mm-hmm. Did they have the monitor or did, did they keep the computer? No, they didn't keep the monitor. They kept the, dro- the, the, hard, the hard drive. Right, they, the had, tower. they had the hard drive. So they go to Aunt May's <laughs> house, which is in Queens. The classic, yeah. iconic. I liked about this scene where she's like, they ring the bell and mm-hmm. then she's like, no more fans. And she comes up with a bat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is she gearing up for? Jesus. <laughs> she, she wants to come swinging, bro. <laughs> like, if she thought it was just like some fans, she's going to go up and like beat them off. Like, yeah, why not, man? Damn. What are going to say to Aunt May? <laughs> it's just a grieving gr- aunt. <laughs> yeah, Aunt May and this is like, she's all in. She's feisty. Yeah. It was Aunt May in the class one's always like an old frail woman who like gets like a heart attack every time she gets startled. Like <laughs> I, I feel like in every like literation they always go younger with Aunt May's. <laughs> Clearly. You know, it's like Marissa Tomei. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's not even that she's not even that young. She's old. She just looks young. I think that was the idea, was they wanted her to be like ambiguously young or old. Yeah. As an aunt, because like Tom Holland is fairly young, yeah, and he looks even younger than he is. So yeah, he's like what 24, 25 now, and then yeah, when like Homecoming came out, he was like twenty one or something, right? Like oh, he's like twenty in uh in Civil War. That was the first movie he was in. Yeah, and he looked like he was like fifteen. So. Yeah, like he actually looks like a teenager. Yeah, I know it's like a trend we had in the nineties where they had like older people playing teenagers. Yeah. I think we talked about it in our Clerks episode. Or we talked about it in our last one, which we did, which was... Uh, oh, Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. That was, you know, that one guy was 19. Yeah. He looked really old. Yeah. It's, it's like we reversed in that in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, people who look like their children who are actually like 40 years old. You know? Yeah, because like Zendaya is like, what, 25 yeah. And like she's like what playing high school kids still and she still looks like she's a high schooler. 
Yeah, I was going to say, they've gone the reverse now. Yeah. Now so, anyway, they get to visit Aunt May, and then she gets, like, emotional because it's, like, Peter Parker. But she's like, oh, yeah, you're from, I'm from another dimension. She's like, oh, yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. She just knows, right? Yeah. Like, he goes back in and he's like, he's like, oh, let me take you to the back. And he's like, yeah, I got a shed like this. You know, I keep my spiders up, opens it. And it's like this futuristic door that they go- like fucking Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne funded the place. <laughs> yeah. It's literal spider cave. <laughs> yeah. I like how he says like, oh, it's a little pretentious. I'm like, this is yourself technically. <laughs> why, why are you shitting on yourself? Because he doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. Cause his life sucks. And- <laughs> <laughs> he bet it all on the spider restaurant. <laughs> Should invest in a shed. Mm-hmm. And they get down there and it's like a big like this movie super fan service if you don't know. This man of Spider-Man costumes they had in there. Even video games too. Even video games, yeah. So it's like they even had the spider jeep, which was the spider jeep. Which was a thing. Which I actually had a toy of as a kid. You had the toy spider jeep? I had the spider jeep with Spider-Man in it. <laughs> Damn. It had like it was weird because it had like I don't understand because it had like the front, it had like a web. We mm-hmm. clicked a button and like slapped forward, and I guess it was supposed to like if this was real life, did Spider-Man just have like a thing that like crushes people in front of his car? Like I'm so confused. He just kills people left and right, man. What do you but, yeah, Spider Jeep was actually a thing. Like, <laughs> it's not like just the one-off thing they did like as a joke here. That was an actual merchandise they had i don't know if it was in like a comic at some point but yeah that was just like what yeah. yeah no they they had like uh a a black and green suit like i, I know these suits because i play the um, spider-man game for ps4 yeah they had they had a few they had a lot of suits in that which are references so exactly <laughs> so they had that one they had one with a cape which was funny because <laughs> Uh, Peter B was telling. Oh uh, well, originally Miles wanted to wear a cape. He's like, "Yeah, Spider Man's don't wear capes." This is disrespectful. <laughs> so yeah, they get there and they realize and it's like, "Oh yeah, you think you're the only person who would come in?" And they reveal the other. There are more Spider Mans. Yeah, three actually. Three of probably the most like off the wall Spider Mans they could have picked. Like other than like straight up the one where he was like a man spider. Yeah. My dad was not would make like an interesting character. No, I guess not. Yeah, so they chose Spider-Man Noir, played by Nicolas Cage. Uh so Spider-Man Noir is basically Spider-Man, but like set in like World War One or two. It was 1930s, they said, so World War Two. Okay. They yeah. said he was beating up Nazis. So Right, right, right. So yeah, set in 1930s, and so it's very black and white. Yeah. It's very film noir. If you, it's literally yeah, Spider-Man it, noir. Like, what's an example of film noir film? Casablanca, Casablanca, Maltese Falcon, Chinatown, sort of. Yeah, that sort of thing. It's you know this typical like private investigator detective, and then he's like wearing a fedora, and he's all narrating over himself. Like, French jacket, yeah. Always be like, it was a rainy night, like every other night, you know, just yeah. like. Saying shit like that oof, until mm-hmm. she walked in, and you know, yeah, yeah, very that kind more. of character. Like it's a very like par- it's a major parody of it. So yeah, and then uh, we have uh, 
Penny Parker, which is insanely overly animated, like anime. <laughs> yeah, she's like a Japanese girl from like the year 3000 something. I don't remember the exact year. Yeah. And she has like a, a, a psychic link with a spider inside her dad's robot. <laughs> Very convoluted, but sure. Works I out. mean, it's such like an anime thing to make like some ridiculous premise and just like go with it, right? Yeah. Like, what was the one show I watched, which I don't know if you ever heard it's called Kill the Kill? No. It's literally like, the best way I can summarize it, it's like, my stripper uniform is stronger than your stripper uniform. It's like, these have, they have like special uniforms they wear. Yeah. That can like transform and like they fight each other with it. But like, the uniforms are made of like alien fibers which like have sentience or something. So it's like the most insane premises you can think of. And then it's like, they just go along with it. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty much this character. Not that insane, but like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then my favorite character out of, out of the bunch of them is spider ham. Okay. Peter Porker. Yep. It's literally a pig. <laughs> Actually, no, he's a spider. He's bitten by a radioactive pig. Right. Sorry. Yes. Which is even stupider. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that is true. He's a, anyway, he's like straight up like a Looney Tunes character, pretty much. <laughs> and he's uh oh my god, he's voiced by Vivian comedian John something. John Maloney, Maloney. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, on Maloney. Yeah, know. no, he's a very famous uh comedian. Yeah, so they're like. They meet up all these Spider-Mans and they're like, okay, we got the thing, so we gotta go shut down <laughs> this uh this super collider. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, how are we gonna shut it down? One of us gotta stay behind. And they're all like, oh they're all arguing who's gonna stay behind. And I was like, no, I'll do it, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you got what it takes to be Spider-Man. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage is like, surprise attack. Just keeps trying to hit him. Yeah. And then they like confront him with all these things, like, can you be ruthless? Can you do this, do that. Nicholas Cage being stupid jokes. Like, can you deal with the moral ambiguity that your violence of your actions causes? <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, just funny ass, like, fourth wall jokes at this point. Yeah. I think the main point is they, they keep emphasizing about the film is that Spider-Man always gets up, you know? Yeah. No matter how many times he's beaten or how many times he falls down he always gets up exactly so they're all like they hit him and like get up miles get up and he like kind of doesn't right he's mm -hmm. like kind of just gives up mm -hmm. he can't deal with the pressure it's sort of like earlier showing when he's in a school he can't deal with the pressure yeah and he's just not that kind of person no like when push comes to shove he's not like he doesn't he just kind of runs away yeah so he runs away to his uncle's crib which basically, surprise, the Prowler is his uncle. Yeah. Yes, the Prowler is his uncle, Aaron Davis. Yep. Yeah, Aaron Davis. So it's funny because uh, uh, in the Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, and, um, Donald Glover plays Aaron Davis. Yeah, they do mention that. And he's like, yeah, I got a, I got a nephew, Miles. Yeah. Which never went anywhere. <laughs> Now that you think about it, it's been two movies in. It never went anywhere. Not gonna bring back the Prowler? Oh, well, maybe not. Not in. Not, I don't maybe know. Not. Is that just because they didn't want to do it, or Donald Glover didn't want to do it? 
I don't know, man. It's probably because, like, Marvel shit happened. Marvel shit? Yeah. They're too busy trying to make the multiverse movies. <laughs> the multiverse movies, yeah. Yeah, Um. so basically, we're just going to fast forward a little bit more. Um. What's it called? Uh, Miles finds out that uh, his uncle's prowler, he tells the group, they asked him if they, uh, if he was followed. And yes, he got followed. So then comes what? The prowler, uh, tombstone, tombstone, scorpion, scorpion. Scorpion, this is like a literal fucking scorpion. It's not a literal scorpion. Uh, like he's like he's like a, a mecha sc- scorpion dude. Yeah. Who also only speaks Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I, was, I thought was interesting. Yeah. And uh, they have a big brawl. Um, again, fun, fun action scene. They're all like brawling in such a small house. Like even Aunt May's getting into a fight. There's her bat now. <laughs> and she knocks out. Knocks over Tombstone. I'm like, how the hell did she do that? Like, yeah, I know, right? Fucking, isn't like Tombstone's like skin supposed to be like hella tough? Yeah, that's like the thing. I'm like, bro, like <laughs> the Spider Man punches at me, just like doesn't flinch. Like, Jenny <laughs> Aunt May, he's like, Jesus. Yeah, you know, maybe it's alternate her. universe Tombstone. He's not that tough. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. No, not. <laughs> and then, um, what's it called? Carlo gets a hold of uh, Miles. Has him where he wants him. He takes off his mask. Uh, Aaron Davis finds out that that's his nephew. Kingpin tells him to take the shot. Take the shot. Take the shot. And he doesn't. And then just shoots him. Which, again, again, it bothers me a little bit. Are you telling me his suit isn't fucking bulletproof? But he's been taking fucking punches from Spider-Man. I know Spider-Man pulls back his punches. But, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're getting punched by Spider-Man in a dire, like, fight situation hurts like a motherfucker. I mean, yeah, it would. <laughs> exactly. So you're telling me that, like, he can't take a bullet in a big-ass I guess in, not. In he suit. didn't think of that. <laughs> didn't think he was ever going to get shot in the job? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Man's a professional. He didn't make a bulletproof suit. <laughs> It's made like jet boots. And, uh, I understand that he got shot in the head. Now again, like it's a, a kids' film, you can't really show that. Yeah, they didn't really show him like getting shot. He just kind of got shot, and he's like, "Oh!" And then they showed him with the gun, right? Yeah. No one ever shows. They never show anyone getting shot. The two times they do, they just like either don't show or he like gets the gun stolen from him. Yeah. Or it's lasers. So. Yeah, this is a Samurai Jack censorship where they make them robots or something. <laughs> Pretty much, then it's fine. If they're lasers, that's not fine. <laughs> it's not bullets, right? Yeah. So basically, um, gives him his pep talk. Uh, Aaron Davis gives Spider Man his pep talk, kind of like his with great power comes great responsibility talk in his own in his own words. Yeah, his, his uncle dies. It's... Yeah, so after uh, all the other Spider Gang, they decide to go to the Collider themselves and leave Miles by himself because he's not ready for the job. Yeah. So they tie him up. They force him to give the the goober 
So after uh, Miles' dad knocks on his dorm room, that's where he's tied up. And gives him his, like, pep talk, too. So he's like, I see so much spark in you. You know, you... Basically, your heroic speech. Yeah. That everybody gets. So after, I guess, he finally masters, like, how to use his electricity. His venom sting, as they called it. Yeah, his venom sting. Which is the actual name in the comics, that they just randomly called it that, so. Oh, really? No, I mean, like, in the movie, he just randomly called it that. I was like, there's no lead-up. Where do you get that name from? Oh, but it's called that in the comics. Yeah, it's called it. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, basically, he goes back to Aunt May's house. Uh, for some reason, Aunt May already created a suit for him. And webs, like, cartridges and shit. Webs shooters. Look, Aunt May is just on the fucking ball in this show. She she didn't even have time to clean the, up the house, man. She just went straight to working. <laughs> Aunt May is literally like the Alfred, Alfred. of the Spider-Man world. Yeah, which bothers me a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that scene quickly once we're setting up the last act. Um, so basically, he hears all the talks about like, oh, like what it means to be Spider-Man and whatnot, and he had to take the leap of faith. So now, donning his new suit, wearing his fucking Jordan One, still a nice, sick-ass black Spider-Man suit, air uh, graffiti tag on his chest. Yeah, and then I think this is like the better animation point when he's jumping off the building. And then, like, the What's Up, Danger song starts playing. Yeah. And he's like, he jumps off the building, and then, like, you see him, like, falling in reverse. Like, that to me is, like, one of the better, like, animated points of the entire film. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, that was a good, that was very memorable. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, the entire last act becomes, like, yeah, uh, like an animation, like, fucking on crack. Cause there's so much, like, jittery shit happening yeah it becomes like a the end of like 2001 a space odyssey sort of yeah like colors everywhere like random shits flashing in front of you exactly so like the fact that like we had this one scene it's all in dark just like typical spider-man swinging type of like scene and it just looks like fucking beautiful like a matte painting at one in one particular scene yeah, it's like yeah, that's like the best lead up going into the third act. Is it a little bit convenient that he magically learns how to fucking web swing and he's like fully confident heading into the third act? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean they had to get there at some point, right? Exactly. I mean he sort of knew how to web. He learned how to web swing earlier, though. Yeah, but like jumping off, like fucking flipping and shit like that, and like rooftops that swinging on like trees. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, maybe it's, it just needs confidence, man. Maybe do it all along. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, sets up the third act. Um, again, uh, what bothers me is that like Mary Jane is at a Wilson Fisk, sorry, charity show whatever and i'm pretty sure peter parker would have told mary jane that fucking wilson fisk is not somebody to be trusted with yeah. yet she's totally there being okay at a charity group with him who knows who, i know who knows this alternate universe 
I don't know. It's like, what do you think that she was? He was hiding things like the Spider-Man life away from her. Her? Well, didn't, no. She she knew that he was Spider-Man. Okay, so then I don't know how he doesn't know. She doesn't know that Wilson Fisk is the wrong person to be hanging out with at that time. Who knows? And, I don't know. I just thought like for a plot, like I think that's a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. We don't know much about this alternate universe, though. So yeah. It doesn't ruin the film for me. It's just, like, a major plot hole, in my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. a Mary Jane would never hang out with Kingpin. Yeah. Like I said, we don't know much about this alternate universe, so who knows, really, how yeah. much she knew, right? Yeah. Maybe he knew he was Spider-Man, but didn't know, like, anything about, like, Kingpin or anything like that. Mm. Right? Yeah. Guess so. Um, anyway, so we set up the scene where they're going to the new collider and, um, they're being attacked by, uh, Liv again, Doc, Doc, Doc Ock. So they have like their own fight with like Doc Ock, Scorpion, Tombstone all over again, round two. They've round two. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin turns on the machine. Turns on the machine and then stuff starts flying out like buildings and exactly. Uh, it looks like they're all in a bad position, and then next thing you know, uh, Invincible Miles Morales, so invisible, sorry, invincible, Invisible Miles Morales comes and starts like saving the day, and they're all surprised that like he knows how to turn it turn it on and off now. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you did it!" Yeah. So great action scene, and uh, I guess the memorable point is uh, the um, Penny Parker's robot dies. Yeah, she just a random tragic scene. Yeah, very, very anime. <laughs> very anime, like even like the scene, like composition changes, like it's all darker, and she's like crying, and it's like straight out of like a fucking anime. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it goes. You know, in the anime, you always gotta have like a tragic death of like a side character. Yeah. In like the middle of like the climactic battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though she's not the main character. <laughs> no, she's not. And also it's kind of fucked up that nobody addresses it after. <laughs> what do you mean? Like Spider-Man War like Well, and- okay, the main three don't even address it. <laughs> So they, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't care. The other two side characters are like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> All the side characters stay together, and all the fucking main characters are just chilling in the other side. Yeah, exactly. That's how it is. Can't sit with us. They're doing other things. They're busy. <laughs> and um, so I guess the funniest thing is uh, like uh, <laughs> Spider Ham comes to Scorpion. It's like Brickle. So you know, you got cartoons. Like you got problem with cartoons. <laughs> Proceeds to like get a mallet from his ass. Just <laughs> drops an anvil on his head. <laughs> yeah, he did do that too. The most Looney Tunes thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then basically beats up all the side characters. Um, yeah, the main characters are still dealing with Liv, and then randomly she gets hit by like a fucking truck. <laughs> That's like flying. Yeah, they're like, this is gonna be hard. And she just gets hit by like a truck. And like, oh, that was actually really easy. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, damn, like, how did it kill somebody with a fucking truck? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it just gets over the battle, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And then, um, 
Basically, uh, they turn off the collider. Or do they turn off the collider? They stabilize it first. Okay, they stabilize it. So it ruins... Oh, I guess we forgot to talk about Wilson Fist's, like, reason for doing this. Oh, yeah. It's implied that, like, earlier his wife and kids died because they found out he was, like, a crime lord and they got into, like, a car accident as they are running away. Yeah. Which so, sort of happened in the comics, or did happen in the comics at some point. Mm. So I'm only familiar with Kingpin, like in the Marvel, uh, in the in the Netflix shows. So like Vanessa is like totally on board with what he does. Oh yeah, in the comics she is not at all. Ah, I see. It's like at one point she like they he gets him to quit his life of crime and they move to Japan and stuff and like mm. his son's also not on board with him so. Mm. It's like in the early Spider-Man comics, his son comes back from university and takes up a crime lord position of his own as the schemer or something stupid like that. Oh, okay. Another one of these dumb names they come up with. Schemers? Was this a fucking Dark Knight? They have a lot of these. Like all the all the crime lord names like are really dumb. There's like the schemer, crime master, kingpin, the big man, you know. It's like Isn't Kingpin the big man like isn't that both? No, Big Man is a different guy. Oh, Big Man came before um, Kingpin. Oh, okay, sure. Big Man, yeah, okay. We don't want to talk about the comics here because we're not. (laughs) We're going to stay longer than we are. Yeah. All right. uh, So after um, they all go, they're all sending their goodbyes to Miles. I guess the funniest part is that uh, Spotted Pig says, that's all, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's illegal allowed to say that. Yeah. So if you guys don't know that reference, it's literally Porky Pig reference. Yeah. <laughs> which is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So that's the fourth wall joke, guys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Um They all go back home, uh, except for Peter B. Parker, he's the last one to go. Kingpin, uh Basically calls out uh, Miles, and then Peter B wants to stay to help him, but he's like, "Nah, you gotta go home, man." Like, and I guess the real reason why he wants to stay is not just because of Miles, like, and to help him solve his issues. But I guess, I guess he doesn't really believe in like going back home. He doesn't want to go back home. His life sucks. Yeah. So like right now, he's having a moment of. I don't know, fun, I guess, or everything's going good. He has a son. It's more like, yeah, he's like, he gets his faith in being Spider-Man restored by teaching Miles. Exactly. He remembers what it's like to be Spider-Man. Yeah. So I guess a little, they had a prep talk before uh, they went off to go to the, um, go to the last place in the plot. That, like, you don't know when you're going to be Spider-Man until you take a leap of faith. So, Miles says the same thing to him. Like, my, uh, Peter B. saying, oh, like, how am I how am I going to know if I screw this up again? So, you don't. You got to take a leap of faith. Yeah. And then he drops. He finally goes back home. And now it's Miles against Kingpin, which, again, like, uh, like the comic books make kingpin like like fucking like super powered in a sense he isn't he's just very strong <laughs> he's just a really strong dude like a, he's a very strong big dude 
Yeah, he's like, I think he's, he looks like he's like really fat, but he's like, yeah, it's all muscle, essentially. Pretty much. He has like no, almost no fat. He's just a really big, muscular dude. He's yeah. like one of those guys you see in like world's strongest man competition, essentially. Pretty much. Like like they ball. look fat, but they're not. But yeah, they're just essentially just a ball of like muscle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, this is like taken to like extreme where like fucking Kingpin is like lifting fucking cars and, and like, like slamming them. Yeah, he gets like a taxi thrown and he just like grabs it like. Whoa. Yeah. Like, I guess it's gravity too that's helping them. I don't know. <laughs> also, this like Kingpin's like ten feet tall or something insane. Like, yeah, like he's usually a bigger than average guy, but he's not like that yeah. tall. Like, so in this movie, they really take a, a liberal approach with how they design characters. So yeah. yeah, Kingpin being like a fucking ten feet tall and fucking like a ball muscle lifting fucking cars like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like one shotting Spider Man's. He didn't one-shot Spider-Man. There's a bunch of rubble collapsed on him. Yeah, but, like, also, like, he was beating the fuck out of Miles, man. Like, Miles has, ideally, the same strength as Peter does. And it's just, like, smacking him around, like, like, smacking Miles around. Like, it's, like, nothing. Yeah. I just remember, you know, I don't know, just a side note, I remember in Daredevil where he fought, uh, or not Daredevil, in Punisher, where he fought Punisher, right? In the, in the Netflix show? Yeah. Yeah. So I, someone described this fighting style as like an enraged baby just slamming his fists on people. Yeah. And that's pretty much what they had in this where he's just like, yeah. like me smash, you know, like it's just the stupidest. Like he's like, yeah, it's like, um, like a video game or something like a, like the big boss doesn't get his plans like fulfilled. He's like, damn it. <laughs> There's, like, no style where he just, like, hits you really hard. Like, yeah, that's, like, I guess that's what ideally, like, Kingpin is, even in that Netflix show. It's, like, he doesn't have a fighting style. He's just a fucking tank. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the comics, he's apparently a trained martial artist. Right. But, like, in, yeah, in the depictions of most other things, he's just, like, a big brawler dude. Yeah. He's just, like, really strong. Yeah. So. Exactly. He's like, fuck your fighting style. I'm about to punch the living shit out of you. Because <laughs> I can take a hit and then boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh basically, um, they have a good fight. Um, Miles looks like he's losing. They do that like uh, call back to like the hey scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, they you gotta figure out to mention his dad shows up. Oh, right, like like fam. Like supporting him like a cheerleader. Well, he doesn't know it's Miles. No, but like, oh, get up, Spider Man, get up. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah. I was like shocks Kingpin and it, like shoots him into the thing, shots off the machine, and blows up. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's all good then, right? Yeah. So the movie just sort of wraps up at that point, you know, like calls his dad, makes up with him, mm-hmm. you know, catches all the villains. Yep. You know, he's revealed a Spider-Man. People are like, hey, a spider, new Spider-Man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm a new Spider-Man. Ooh, it starts dancing around like Miles would, like in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and then they just kind of like do a little reintroduction of him and be like, yeah, now I'm Spider-Man. And that's like the end of it, right? Yeah, and then leads up to the last part of the film where up for early, some like wormhole starts opening up. And it's Gwen saying, hey, you got a minute? Yeah, it's uh, so 
possible sequel. There, it is a sequel actually like, happening next year. Next year. There you go. So yeah, sequel. it's supposed to come out this year, but you know, COVID. So. <laughs> then they they did have the humorous post credit scene with the Spider Man pointing meme. Yeah, but that's is addressing the new char- uh the new uh character they're introducing in the second movie. Yeah, they're gonna introduce twenty. 20- 2099 uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, so. So that is Into the Spider-Verse. Honestly, still holds up. I've seen this movie like a million of times already. Yeah. And like, again, like it's never felt like it was a chore to watch, especially when we're like, when I picked this film to be watched this, this, uh, this week. Like, um, I just thought, Generally, it works well. It's a great time. Like, I don't think, like, regardless of all the Spider-Man references that people probably won't understand as much, and I think it doesn't take away so much from the film. Those are just, again, Easter eggs. Yeah. For the, the long-term committed Spider-Man fans. But if you want a generally a great Spider-Man film, honestly, I think it's the best Spider-Man film that's been put into movies. It's debatable. I mean, so yeah, it's debatable, but it's definitely a good. It's up there. Yeah, if anyone wants to put Spider Man Two from the Sam Raimi movies, this movie, I don't know, No Way Home. Yeah, you know, like it's all up in the air. But in my opinion, I think that Spider Verse is easily the best film because I felt like the message is really good, and also I feel like I'm I relate more with Miles Morales. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe because, again, we're getting, like, a Latino representation. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think we were talking about in the beginning, which is just, like, the cultural background of the character, where it's not, like, super emphasized just who he is as a person. So, yeah. Which is a good way of doing it. It's not like... Like, I've probably mentioned many times, I, I think we both mentioned this, I don't like when I feel like diversity is shoehorned into something. Mm-hmm. Or, like tacked on like mm-hmm. just because they feel like they need to have diversity yeah where it's like this is like this is his character this is his life this is who he is as a person culturally like yeah. they build it up that's his who he is he yeah. is li- he's from like a latino family you know he's not a white guy mm-hmm. he lives in brooklyn and he has like the whole the whole culture all around it you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's good you know so I mean, it's like a lot of people talk about like they wanted a character that looked sort of like them and they couldn't identify with any superheroes because of that. Yeah. So this is it's good for them. They have someone who's actually like well written. So exactly. And that's a, at the end of the day, if the, your character is well written and doesn't look like it's just a slap just to put your mark into. Oh, because we have to be woke now. You know, yeah. Like, I know maybe initially it started off as a wokeness thing. People complaining. You mean like the Donald Glover audition for Spider-Man thing? Exactly. It, like, it started off as a wokeness movement. But now I felt like it's gradually turned into... I don't. I can't speak for Miles Morales in the comic books, how he's written, but at least the way they displayed it in this film. No, I think he's similar in the comics as well. So. Oh, okay. He's similar in the comics. Because I know, like, in Spider-Man's, like, PS4, he's, like, kind of different. He's a little different in the PS4, but he's similar. Yeah. And then I also played the, the 
whatever all the game the Miles Morales one. Uh. So you do have like the similar thing where he's walking around listening to like hip hop and stuff and uh. you know, he does some graffiti and all that. Uh, I see. So it's similar. They base it more on like Spider Verse at that point. So. Mm. Well, I feel like that's like the goal to the goal to now. Like I feel like Spider Verse is become like a template of a goal to film. Because first of all, like the praises not even just for me. A lot of people in Hollywood are praised this film, apparently. No, it's a good film. You know? And I feel like now this is the template of how movies should be, especially animated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's set a new I think it set a good standard for like what animated film should be. And honestly, just like the superhero films because it's like we've had so many I think we were talking about this the other day there's so many superhero films these days you just get like fatigued by them and it's all like the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again that like it's not it's refreshing to see something like different yeah 100% not just because it's animated but just like even the story in general yeah like I, I I'm reading here that like Miss Marvel like the newest one in the newer Disney Plus shows, like, they have, like, special effects where, like, things are becoming, like, bubbly, like, in terms of graphics, and it, like, got inspired by by this film. Yeah. So, they want, like, so I feel like this movie now, mm-hmm. I feel like it sets the bar with how good animated films could be. Because, honestly, hearing about a Spider-Man animated film, like, way back... When this was still in like pre-production stages, I wasn't really interested. It's like Sony hasn't really been doing a good job with their animated stuff, anyways. Yeah, and I feel like a story like Spider-Man that's being animated should be, you know, a TV show, not like a movie. No, yeah, I mean, no, it's they went a different way than what you would normally see in the a lot of the um. I know, especially in the DC universe, they did a lot of direct-to-video films, which were, yeah, which which were, were successful. Yeah, and they, a lot of them were were fine too. Like, yeah. but it's like they were all very typical animated sort of films, like what you would expect, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, they definitely put in a lot of effort in this film, and it shows. Yeah. Like I think they said it had something insane, like 180 animators work on this. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like sometimes like they take months to do like four seconds of animation because like especially they said like during certain scenes like in the final scenes or like in the even the train chase scene it's like it takes so long just to animate those things. Yeah, exactly. And then like I said, it shows, you know. Exactly. So that's why like in in me hearing that like this film like the sequels coming out next year, I honestly think that's like too short of a time. But I get business schedules, and I get that Sony wants to get their stuff out in the air. I hopefully they doubled the amount of work uh, workers that they had from the original. Yeah, I mean it depends, right? It's like um, we're talking about an arcane that took six years to make, right? And yeah, they say the next season is going to come out within a few years from when it came out, but that's because they already have like the assets in place for it, right? Like, they have templates and everything. Yeah. So it's not like they're starting from scratch like they did with this one, right? They have a basis to work off of. Exactly. And now that they've shown it's popular, they can have, like, obviously bigger support. So it's just going to exactly. take less time. So it's not necessarily going to be bad, right? Like, yeah. It's like, I don't know. 
Hopefully, yeah. uh, you never, obviously, I never go on, I've never once gone into a film hoping it's going to be bad, right? Even if I think a film's going to be bad, I never want it to be bad, right? Yeah, you think that there's going to be like some sort of redemption quality that you can look back and be like, yeah, fucking like that. Have you ever walked into a film knowing it's bad though? Like, and you just knew gut feeling. It was yeah, I've definitely bad. been to some things and I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to be that good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, most of the time I'm right. <laughs> like, I don't want to say, like, I'm a, some smart guy, but, like, you can, if you've seen enough films, you can tell when some are going to be good, some are going to be bad. Exactly. Occasionally you get surprised, you know. Some, exactly. But it's like, I never want the film to be bad unless I'm purposely going to watch it because it's bad. Yeah. Which I think I did once, which was the <laughs> movie Midnight Meat Train. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, based on a Clyde Barker short story. Clyde Barker? Like, however he's a Clyde Barker? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I just thought the name was really funny. So I'm like, hey, you guys want to go see Midnight Nature? <laughs> yeah. It's like when I went to watch Transformers 4, I was like, I already know it's going to suck, man. I'm just like, I just hope, hope it doesn't suck. And then I watch it like, nope. Yep. No, it sucks. Just fuck you. I hate you. I hate Transformers. <laughs> yeah, but so I haven't seen any like promotional stuff for new Spider-Man at all. So or new Spider-Verse, I should say. So. There's a trailer. Oh, is there? Oh, I'll watch yeah. it at one point. Yeah. So hopefully it's good, though. I mean, this was very good. Yeah. No, they're like they're actually going to be spreading more into the multiverse. I mean, this was, I kind of like that because that's like a big thing in the comics is the multiverse. And they sort of did it in the MCU now with the yeah. Doctor Strange recently. And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. So they like touched on it, but it's not like. They haven't really gone to the deep end. But I feel like because it's animated, again, you have more liberties to go insane. With it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like. Even some of the things in this film where they show, like, buildings popping out of, like, the middle of, like, other buildings, like, to animate that in, like, to do that in, like, CGI and live action is just so fucking hard. Like, even Doctor Strange, like, some of the more off-the-wall stuff still, like, is less weird than, like, what happened at the end of this film, so. Yeah. That's true. Ah, that's very true. Uh, anyways, uh, let's just wrap this up. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it out of nine. It's again, it's one of my, it's my favorite Spider-Man film of all time. It's one of my favorite animated films. The only thing that gets me away from nine out of 10 is like the couple of plot holes I mentioned, like with Mary Jane and whatnot. Like, I didn't understand that. I know I mentioned a bunch of other plot holes or a bunch of things that didn't really make sense to me. Oh, like Miles' transition to becoming, like, a fucking amazing Spider-Man in, like, one montage. Like, I get we need to make time, but, like, I felt like that could have been more addressed. But maybe that was strength length, length time. I don't know. Yeah, they had to wrap it up at some point, right? Yeah. I'm trying to keep it around like two hours, I guess. They don't want to stretch too long. No, of course, it's animated film, right? Yeah. So, so I get it, but as me watching these characters and being so invested, I would love to have more time. Yeah. But that's just a personal pick for me. 
Yeah, I was thinking like a somewhere eight point seven to nine around mm. that range because this is a very good film. Like I said, there are some small nitpicks you can make, but like overall, not just the animation, but also the. I think what I appreciated the most was just the the fact that Miles was such a like different his own character rather than yeah. just not another Peter Parker. Yeah, another you know same Spider Man we've seen every time, which like I. Like it's, I didn't. I may have mentioned that Spider Man is one of my favorite superheroes. So yeah, I obviously I like Peter Parker. I like his story. But like, yeah, if you're going to make another Spider Man, make him his own character, which they did here. Yeah, and that's what I really appreciate about it. And like you said, yeah, there's a little fast paced at times, but it was probably just due to reasons. It was a movie. It wasn't a TV show, right? Right. So yeah, yeah but that, yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah, no, very, very well, very well done film. Would recommend if you're into Spider-Man at all. Yeah. Or into superheroes at all. So, yeah, honestly, I feel like you can watch this film and like, again, don't let the animation aspect fool you. No, I mean, it has a good, it's like, it's the same as a Marvel film. They have enough like humorous points in it to be like, it's not like a super serious film, you know, it's not like batman levels of grittiness you know yeah it's like humorous it's appeals to points of kids but it's also like interesting enough to keep you like you know don't you don't feel like it's like 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 a children's cartoon you're not watching no no there's a lot of adult themes here i mean like fucking people die here you know yeah you're not watching like my little pony ears exactly hey hey my little pony has some has some adult themes i i heard I don't know. I don't watch it. Our next episode, uh, Jimmy comes out as a brony. <laughs> Rainbow Dash or nothing, okay? <laughs> Rainbow Dash. Why so basic? Yo, because he's edgy, okay? She's edgy. <laughs> okay, next episode, we both.